Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 20th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our blueprint for liberty, our guide. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley was our guest yesterday, freedomsrisingsun.com, two hours of incredible hard-hitting talk. We talked about all kinds of stuff related to the FBI FBI special agent, but guy by the name of Garrett O'Boyle, said that his family became homeless, ladies and gentlemen, after he reported illegal activity in the FBI. That's according to a report from the House Judiciary Committee and Subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government. Think about that. The weaponization of the federal government, ladies and gentlemen. Now, it's the government that has weaponized the federal government. You see what I mean? The weaponized government is nothing more than the government, rogue agents, rogue agencies weaponizing themselves. Hearing documents, document the FBI agenda to target American citizens. Yeah, testimony confirms that parents, conservatives, Catholics, yeah, they're in the Fed's crosshairs. Bob Unruh, WND.com, writes this incredible article. Literally, the government weaponizes itself, right? Jim Jordan of Ohio chaired the hearing and cited the Durham report, which documented and revealed that the FBI, with literally no probable cause, no predicate, in other words, no evidence whatsoever, opened its war against President Trump using a dossier they knew was absolutely false, ladies and gentlemen. Believe it or not, Jim Jordan goes on and says that it was It was actually a Hillary Clinton-funded opposition research document that the FBI used as evidence to spy on and literally assassinate the character of Donald Trump, his campaign, and to create the, quote, now-debunked Russia collusion conspiracy theory dossier. Can you say election fraud, ladies and gentlemen? That's really what this amounts to. When you have Hillary Clinton funding and the FBI then taking a false document, not doing due diligence, doubling down against the candidate and then eventually President Trump, it is a criminal enterprise weaponizing the government intentionally to commit voter fraud. 
Jim Jordan says if the FBI took a dossier they knew was false from the Clinton campaign to spy on American citizens, then what? Well, that's what happened. Okay? Think about it. The FBI took this document and used it to spy on all of us. FBI Special Agent Garrett Aboyle says the FBI will crush you. This government will absolutely crush you and your family if you try to expose the truth about things they are doing they don't want you to know about. Think about that, folks. Shame. Even a boil now says, I would not encourage other agents to come forward. You'll just be destroyed. Well, I get it. I understand this idea that, wow, they've criminalized the FBI. But, folks, this is beyond imagination. Okay, believe it or not, the FBI literally, in addition to going after Donald Trump as they have done, weaponizing the government against Trump and all of us, the government, though, is protecting Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Joe and Hunter Biden, and more. The FBI literally suddenly dropped four investigations into Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton before the 2016 elections documents the Durham report. Yeah, literally Bank of America provided access to the FBI regarding January 6th banking records without customers' knowledge, whistleblowers document. So now they're literally using the banking cartel against we the people as well. All right? Anyway, this is serious business. Larry Pratt was on with me a couple of days ago, and he talks about the principle called the power of zero. And the power of zero is an idea that simply says, hey, you know what? We've got to defund all these clowns. The only way to get rid of them, the only way to defang them, the only way to stop their continued assault on we the people is to defund them. The House of Representatives could get that done tomorrow. All they'd have to do is fund zero. Don't fund it at all. All right? There's a lot we can do, folks, but we've got a lot of work to do as well. (laughs) Chris Carlson's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thank you, Sam. Without God, we cannot win. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. I'll tell you what, I've just documented all the information we've put together on the FBI uh, from the different news sources as my summary of yesterday's broadcast. There's another tidbit for you. Uh, According to Bob Unruh, WND.com, if you go to a school board meeting, the FBI might have your license plate number. You say what? Yeah, FBI agents were literally tasked with writing down license plate numbers of those attending in order to, quote, spy on them and document their actions. FBI whistleblower Steve Friend basically told the Judiciary Committee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. He says, hey, I was given those orders personally. Think about this, folks. FBI agents were basically told to write down license plate numbers so they could follow up on and spy on 
and literally harass and document the actions of those who attended school board meetings, folks. Think about this. Chris, where do we go from here? The documentation of the FBI shows it to be a flat-out criminal enterprise weaponized against Donald Trump, we the people, and protecting their favorite insiders. Joel Skousen documents this well, until do. the cows come home, and this is something that we we need to do something about. If we don't stop this now, the government will forevermore be weaponized against the people with no checks and balances, Chris. All right, we'll try to get Chris back. There you have it, though, folks. Think about that. Think about that for a minute. The FBI, literal criminal activity at every turn, right? The Durham report, Joel Skousen, our dear friend, documents a scathing whitewash. The Durham report, a scathing whitewash, writes Joel Skousen, worldaffairsbrief.com. Okay, Crossfire Hurricane was the internal, quote, code name for the investigation by the FBI that began in 2016 to look into possible links between the, quote, then Trump campaign and Russia. John Durham says, look, there's not enough evidence to document Trump um, collusion. Not enough evidence at all. So think about that. The FBI employees literally used high-level intelligence and law enforcement capabilities to promote misinformation that affected at least two presidential elections, ladies and gentlemen, always in favor of or on behalf of Democrats. FBI protecting Biden from prosecution. I want to get into this more, folks, because this is serious. Right? This is serious, indeed, stuff we're talking about here. And you know what? When they go to board meetings and write down your license plate so they can literally spy on you, there's no probable cause there. They can say, well, you attended a school board meeting. But that doesn't demonstrate anything at all, right? And so the problem that you have, folks, is this is getting worse by the day. Not worse by the day, in fact, of what they've been doing. That's been going on for decades. Worse by the day in the sense that the American people are now finding out what kind of criminals you have at the top of our government. What the criminals are, who the criminals are that are in the media. I mean, look, Tucker Carlson supposedly got booted. But now Judge says, Drudge report says that Sean Hannity is going to take over for Tucker Carlson. Folks, it's just musical chairs for these clowns. That's all we're talking about. (laughs) There's not any accountability, folks, at all. All right, Sam and Chris back in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Fighting for the soul of liberty and true pursuit of happiness for everyone. Freedom Fest 2023 is coming to the home of the blues and birthplace of rock and roll, Memphis, Tennessee, July 12th through 15th. It's the ultimate summit for liberty, educating and empowering through art, music, film, and comedy while promoting economic freedom and highlighting today's political issues. Use promo code ROUND50 to save 50 bucks off the current rate. Reserve your spot at FreedomFest.com. See you in Memphis. My name is Christian Knuckles. I prophesy there will be no revival until the church leadership stops lying to the people. I'm the first soldier of the spiritual body of Christ, the Lion of Judah, the Confederate Church of Christ. I'm here to declare the lion will lie down with the lamb when the lying stops. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries and brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. FBI used high-level intelligence and law enforcement positions to promote misinformation that literally affected two presidential elections, ladies and gentlemen. The FBI is protecting Biden from prosecution for bribery. It goes even deeper than refusing a congressional subpoena, ladies and gentlemen. The Epoch Times reports on this. The FBI literally refused to comply with a subpoena and a May 10th deadline for those subpoenas. House Republicans sadly appear split, as always, on whether to hold FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress for not complying with a subpoena from the, quote, House Oversight Committee that seeks a, quote, document with whistleblower allegations that now President Joe Biden received a bribe from a foreign official. Okay, Republicans are divided on this. The Democrats are all in the tank for Biden. We don't have a prayer for accountability, transparency, or prosecution on any of this stuff, despite Jim Jordan's efforts, despite supposedly Kevin McCarthy's efforts. Why? They say, why should the Democrats be so split, or I'm sorry, the Republicans be so split on a, quote, clear-cut matter? Because a lot of Republicans are compromised just like the Democrats. Okay? The Republicans and Democrats are so compromised, there will be no accountability for any. Did you hear me? For any of this. Do we have Chris back yet? All right. They don't have any accountability for any of this. 
And the Republicans are just absolutely, right? Huh? That's the problem. There's no accountability. Why should the Republicans be so split? Because they're all guilty. Because they've all been doing it. This is just the latest. The Democrats and the Republicans are going further and further and further to where good people in on either side, Republicans and Democrats, are starting to riot, are starting to let go, and, and get canceled, either be forced out or leave voluntarily these organizations that have become criminalized by both sides of the aisle. For everything you can tell me the Democrats have done, the Democrats have done the same. Or one group has started it and the others just carried the ball further. The mainstream media, ladies and gentlemen, are part of the deep state, whose job it is to give cover for deep state puppets, presidents, and government officers, folks. That's the bottom line. That's something you need to clearly, simply understand. All right? This is not a game to these people. All right? And look, they're going after mom and dad who are down there at your local school board meeting. Well, abolish the Department of Education. That's what former Education Secretary Betsy DeVos said. She said there's no use for it. I'm saying to you, this is Sam Bushman now, they have weaponized the Department of Education, just like they've weaponized the FBI and the Justice Department, just like the CIA has been weaponized for decades. All right? All these things are against we, the people, folks. The American people are under siege by our out-of-control, unconstitutional, weaponized against we, the people, government. It's beyond the tail wagging the dog. It is the dog is turned into a pit bull, a wolf, if you will, against anybody who wants accountability, honesty, and integrity. You see, honesty is the issue for Christians, for moral constitutional conservatives. But that is what the deep state hates. They don't believe in the checks and balances. They don't believe in accountability based on the rule of law. You see, these criminals have not only abused us at every level, turning all government agencies against the people, weaponizing government agencies, but it's an international cabal. This thing has international legs is what you need to understand. This isn't just uh, the government's gone rogue or a few bad actors are in place. You got to clean this up. By golly, let's create some more laws and let's create accountability in the FBI and the Justice Department. No, the government has been weaponized against us. The creation is now attacking the creator. That's we the people. Uh, And it's gone international is the problem. And the great wealth transfer has already begun. Okay, they're using the banks to be weaponized against we, the people. You don't believe me now? FedCoin is not just theoretical anymore. Yeah, listen carefully. RIP, rest in peace, the dollar, the greenback. The greenback killer is here. The blaze with this documentation. Is the U.S. dollar uh, slated for the slaughterhouse? Yes, it is. 
they're going to take the dollar digital because they have no choice but to expand their agenda beyond America. The international cabal has begun. They cannot continue the Ponzi scheme without expanding it more and more and more. The problem is now they're getting blowback about the petrodollar because many want to trade for other currencies and or gold and silver. Well, we can't have that, so we're going to now try to force digital currency on everybody. Remember all the Bitcoin folks and all the bit, um, whatever you want to call it, um, cryptocurrency people? I said, be careful. You know what? Don't dip your toe in the crypto. And everybody laughed at me and said, oh, Sam, you don't even know what you're talking about. If you're just intelligent enough about computers, you'd know this is awesome. I said, no, it's going to destroy our, our grid uh, mining for these things. Pretty soon you're going to drive around in cars fueled by food corn fuel and then pretty soon you're gonna have the grid you know hey you can't use very much electricity we're too busy mining bitcoin and everything else so now you don't have electricity you don't have gas in your car you run around starving and without electricity right i mean these guys are psychotic well anyway i digress except i told you don't dip your toe in the crypto right i told you that for a reason folks uh, because they're using the crypto groups to make you believe it's a sovereignty push. Hey, man, we can get around the Federal Reserve and get around the dollar. No, you can't. They'll just let it grow to where it's popular enough and Americans have been trained to use it generationally. And then they'll pull the rug out from under us and they'll create their own government mandated and each government will do the same. You'll have global competing cryptocurrencies based on country. Now it's a battle for supremacy. Well, what will FedCoin look like, feel like? How will it affect your wealth? Your day-to-day finances, your investment portfolio, it won't be pretty. Fedcoin, Fedcoin's underlying platform is able to perform 1.7 million transactions a second. Did you hear me? 1.7 million transactions per second. And uh, let's see, what percent is this? 99% of all transactions can be completed in less than a second. In other words, this system is massive. America's digital reset is not happening in a vacuum. The global reset is well underway. So they have weaponized every bit of government against us, from the Justice Department all the way down to your local school board. That's why Betsy DeVos, former Secretary uh, of Education, says, you know what, you got to just shut down the Department of Education. That's why folks like me are calling to shut down the CIA, the FBI, the C, uh, the IRS. The, I mean, I can go on and on, the Justice Department, because they've been weaponized and they're criminal. But this is international in scope. This is done by a few evil private players. Okay? It just is. All right? And we better get a handle on this. Because the FBI is now protecting prosecution from prosecution for literally taking a documented bribe the fbi literally refuses to comply with subpoenas republicans are split on the matter because they're guilty too the mainstream media is part of the deep state folks their job is to give cover for deep state operatives and presidents of the united states and government officials everywhere okay when we get back we're going to talk a little bit more about tucker carlson Because if Tucker Carlson is such a hard-hitting TV talk show host, why does he have so many deep state connections? 
When we get back, we're going to document some of these deep state connections. We're going to talk about how Tucker Carlson left the Weekly Standard to write for the New York Times, New York Magazine, the Wall Street Journal, Esquire Magazine, Slate Magazine, the New Republic, Reader's Digest, not to mention the Daily Beast, all liberal as all get out rags. He would also appear on CNN, CNN, MSNBC, PBS, and Fox. He also made cameo appearances all over the place. King of Queens, 30 Rock, Dancing with the Stars, and more. We'll talk about it. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says both sides need to reach a deal this weekend to raise the debt limit or the U.S. could go into default by June 1st. Before we raise that debt limit, shouldn't we look at ways that we can save money, curve what we're spending? Because we've been spending more than we've been bringing in for the last 21 years. Speaker McCarthy on Fox News. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre said yesterday both sides remain far apart. There's no question we have serious differences. And this is going to continue to be a difficult conversation. Friday's meeting between the White House and Republicans ended with no progress. Lawmakers in Nebraska have passed a 12-week abortion ban and restricted gender-affirming health care for people under 19. Here's Karen Sloan. Despite protests at the state capitol and even a few arrests, members of Nebraska's unicameral legislature voted 33 to 15 in favor of the measure. The bill is poised to become law as Republican Governor Jim Pillen says he looks forward to signing it. The measure would make it illegal for medical providers to perform an abortion after 12 weeks of pregnancy, with exceptions for rape, incest, and undefined medical emergencies. For young people, the measure also bans many medical treatments that fall under the umbrella of gender-affirming care, including hormone therapy and puberty blockers. A historic gun safety bill in Minnesota was signed into law by Governor Tim Walz. It mandates universal background checks for private gun sales, restricts when police can use no-knock warrants, and puts so-called red flag laws into place. The list of GOP candidates filing to run for president is expected to get a little longer with South Carolina Republican Tim Scott expected to make an official announcement for the White House on Monday. This is USA News. You love your pet, right? So imagine if you were suddenly faced with thousands of dollars in veterinary care. What would you do? Could you make the difficult decision not to help your best friend? If you join PetSavingsUSA.com, you never have to make that choice or face those kind of expenses. That's because Pet Savings USA members enjoy discounted pet insurance to cover both standard and emergency vet bills. In addition, members save up to 50% on staples like food, toys, and treats, all at major pet retailers. You'll love Hi, I'm Ronnie Deutsch, and if you or your business owe money to the IRS, I've got great news for you. Tax laws have changed. Billions of dollars are earmarked for IRS fresh start programs and if you qualify you can literally save tens of thousands of dollars listen i know what you're going through call me if you want to speak with a tax attorney or tax professional for free 800-284-9275 that's 800-284-9275 
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Look, criminals have literally proven themselves to be above the law. And we, the people, have lost all control. We've been so ignorant, so despondent, so uh, disengaged, uh, so titillated with bread and circus to the point where we've lost our country. And the mainstream press is in bed with these criminal agencies to destroy all of our liberties. And the ties are international in scope. If Tucker Carlson is such a hard-hitting talk show host, then how come he has so many deep state connections? I told you that Tucker Carlson left the Weekly Standard to write for the New York Times, the New York Magazine, the Wall Street Journal, Esquire, Slate, the New Republic, Reader's Digest, and the Daily Beast. He also would appear on CNN, MSNBC, etc., and Fox. Chris, are you with me now? Yes, sir. I'm with you, buddy. All right. Fantastic. Why don't you document some of the details uh, on Tucker Carlson here? So uh, his father married Patricia Swanson, uh, the heir to the Swanson family fortune. Uh, I don't know what happened to his original mother, but um, that put him in a pretty good position. He attended boarding schools, that is Tucker, in Switzerland and Rhode Island. He graduated from the Ivy League School, Trinity College in Connecticut. So far, so good. That doesn't implicate him in anything. But he did try to join the CIA as a new graduate. But for whatever reason, his application was rejected. Uh, Maybe a little bit suspicious, but still nothing that would implicate him as a deep state operative. His father was a wealthy journalist. He uh, was a copy boy for the New York Times and a reporter for UPI. Of course, that's his father. That's not Tucker himself, just because his father yeah, but worked Tucker, for... But Tucker <clears throat> has been involved with the New York Times, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'll give you a list okay, of it. So, so let, let's be clear, though. Uh, you yeah. know, his father was tied in, and he seems to be on the same coattails is the point. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the apple usually does not fall too too far from the <clears throat> the tree. So his father um, worked for San Diego National Savings and Loan Bank in 1977. The bank was headed by Gordon Luce, the former public relations director of Ronald Reagan. You know, a nice conservative president, right? <laughs> Who gave us uh, the, the biggest debt up to that time in the presidency. He became vice president of finance about... Uh, but there were controversies as a result of his ties to the Reagan administration or the bank's ties to the Reagan administration. Hmm, okay. But shortly thereafter, he was appointed by Reagan during the Reagan presidency as uh, the associate director of the United States Information Agency. Okay, so what is that? Uh, It was, well, affiliated with the Voice of America, which was started in 1941, Sam, during the Second World War under Roosevelt's administration. Uh, The Foreign Broadcast Information Service under the direction of the Office of Strategic Services. And if you really will recall, the Office of Strategic Services was the precursor of the CIA. Now, I know this is a little history, so we're going off on kind of a, talent, a tangent. Okay, so the, the Voice of America fell under the auspices of the, or the direction of the Office of War Information in 1942. This wartime propaganda program was terminated by President Truman in 1945, but the assets were transferred to the CIA to make sure uh, they didn't get into the wrong hands, is what I added. But in 1991, President George H.W. Bush appointed 
uh, Tucker Carlson's father to, to become uh, an ambassador to the Seychelles Islands off of the coast of Africa. But in 1997, he became the CEO of King World. And this is uh, Tucker Carlson's father. He became the CEO of King World Public Television, which was later purchased by CBS. He became the VP of uh, the Foundation for the Defense of Democracies, which is part of the Israel lobby in the U.S., founded by Clifford May of the CFR. Um, the CFR, of course, is the Council of Foreign Relations, a very, very deep state organization, uh, PNAC, and the Republican Jewish Coalition, which was a lobbying arm for the uh, Jewish people in Israel. Tucker got his start. Okay, so now we're, that's his father. So obviously we don't... And let's be uh, clear, it's not even really the Jewish people in Israel. It's the Jewish cabal in Israel. The average yeah. neighbor that may uh, you know, live in Israel isn't responsible for this. This is the top brass deep state Zionist-type Israel uh, that isn't we the people at all. Understand that, folks. Okay. There's a big difference. So let's talk here, about, uh, yes, there's, a, yeah, and we need to make that distinction. It's, it's an important distinction. And, um, you know, the poor people sometimes get labeled with uh, the corruption of their leaders, just like here in America, right? We, we are not uh, a reflection of our government. Okay, so Tucker got his start in journalism, Sam, writing for Policy Review, a publication put out by the Heritage Foundation. Now, the Heritage Foundation is is known to be a conservative organization, and for the most part they are, but they are deep state and they are globalist in nature. See, there are two globalist cabals. One's the conservative glo globalist cabal, and the other one is the uh, liberal globalist cabal, but they are both globalist in nature, which is a problem. The Heritage Foundation was created in 1973 by Paul Weirich, friend of Roger Pearson, associated with CIA counterterrorism chief James Angleton and Daniel Graham, director of the Defense Intelligence Agency, and Edward Fulner, an academic who attended the London School of Economics, which, as you know, is uh, Keynesian economics, controlled by the Rothschild banking family. Okay, and some other individuals. We won't go into that. So that, that's a little bit suspect. The Policy Review, it's a conservative Heritage Foundation-associated um, uh, publication. However, it is globalist in perspective. But he soon moved on to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. This is Tucker now we're talking about. Under the tutelage of Jewish Zionist editor Paul Greenberg. And Paul Greenberg is a bit of a man about town. Um, he's been on a, a lot of different uh, news shows over the years, uh, and he is a globalist. And uh, the, But the interesting thing about the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, not only is it a liberal magazine or liberal newspaper, but it is syndicated in over 1,400 different publications around the country, Sam. So it's a very influential newspaper because of the uh, syndication of its articles. But that's still, that doesn't implicate Tucker Carlson as an operative of the deep state. I mean, you know, just like Ronald Reagan used to be a Democrat, you know, he changed his stripes. Of course, I think the Democratic Party, you know, changed more than Ronald Reagan changed. But uh, anyway, so the Arkansas Dem Democrat Gazette, Gazette, he worked for for a period of time. Uh, da, 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 da. I could read some quotes from 
uh, the editor-in-chief, Paul Greenberg, but I'll just skip those in the interest of time. So in 1995, Tucker Carlson went on to work for the neocon publication, The Weekly Standard. Again, a, a conservative newspaper, but a neocon conservative paper. And again, the neocon wing of the conservative movement is a globalist movement. It seeks to conquer or to invade countries uh, for the interest of the neocon agenda, which to me is it doesn't matter if it's a liberal cause or a conservative cause. Invading well, let's a country. be very clear. Let's be very clear. When they stake out the liberal and the conservative positions, their goal is to create the Hegelian dialectic. What they want you to believe in is choice A or choice B. Both choices um, cater to their audiences, but they both lead you to the brink of oh my oh my heavens, ain't it awful? The other side's the bad guy. Um, but they never take you far enough to really solve the problem. No. Okay. So they've got on the liberal side, the proud boys, uh, the conservative side, uh, you know, now they say the proud boys are totally right, but their tactics are completely left. Right. So they're mixing it all up now, but the Hegelian dialectic is always the case. Don't go as far as oath keepers. Don't listen to Sam Bushman, Liberty Roundtable, or be involved in the CSPOA. That's too far right. Tucker's as far right as they'll go. Anything beyond that is is whacked out extremism, crazy talk. Okay, and the left does the same thing. Don't listen to the to the Ocasio Cortezes and the and the Frank Barney's and or Barney Franks and and, and some of these guys. Um, listen to and then they'll give you somebody else, so called liberal, but yet not near as extreme. And they do this because they can then stop you from accomplishing anything. You're always brought to the brink, and the proof of the pudding is this FBI thing. Hey, the Durham report, uh, the reporting from Tucker Carlson, all that brought to the br- brought you to the brink of anger and frustration and discouragement and despair and oh, ain't it awful? And wow, we caught him at it. But none of it yeah, brings no you accountability. To the level of accountability and prosecution, right? See, that's the way they want it. Tucker, January sixth. Yeah. Hey. Why do they give all that information to Tucker? Because they know full well that Tucker won't really completely deliver the goods, only partially. When we come back, we'll talk more about Tucker. we got a soundbite from Tucker that'll knock your socks off. We'll do it all in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Introducing Managed IT Services from NPI. We offer top-notch data backup and recovery, email spam protection, and network security tailored to your needs and budget. With 20-plus years of experience in the medical field, our HIPAA-certified consultants know what it takes to protect sensitive information. Don't settle for less. Give us a call at 801-706-6980 and experience the difference with Managed IT Services. Remember, your IT support should be fast, efficient, and reliable. Introducing PrepStartsNow.com, your ultimate guide to readiness and peace of mind. We offer practical preparedness tools, training, and education to take your family's household readiness to the next level. Browse the prep shop for essential products, check out our planning guides, and stay informed with our prep blog. Visit PrepStartsNow.com and subscribe to our emails for exclusive offers, new products, and future events. Remember, preparedness begins with PrepStartsNow.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. 
The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live with Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson. On this fine Saturday morning, we were talking about Tucker Carlson and some of his background and some of his father's background kind of looks a little bit suspicious. So let's dig a little deeper into it. So Tucker Carlson in 1995, uh, he went to write for the Weekly Standard as a regular employee. The Weekly Standard has an interesting connection. It is connected uh, with neocons William Crystal and Fred Barnes. Now, who is William Crystal? Let's focus a little bit on William Crystal. His father was Irving Crystal. Irving Crystal has the distinction of being the father of the neocon movement, or in other words, the neoconservative movement, or the godfather of the neoconservative movement. He was a CFR member, which is not a good thing. That is a very much globalist organization. And he was also a member of the Congress for Cultural Freedom. Now, most people probably don't know what the Congress for Cultural Freedom is, Sam. Well, I will tell you what it is. It was established by an individual, Mikhail Jocelyn, a Zionist Jew, who uh, formed the Congress for Cultural Freedom while he was a CIA agent in the 1950s for the purpose of exposing... Now, listen to this. So this this is going to throw people for a loop, but let me explain what's what's really happening. The Congress for Cultural Freedom was established in the 1950s by Mikhail Jocelyn, a Zionist Jew, to oppose communism in 35 countries through the distribution of over 20 magazines. Now, just like you said, the Hegelian dialectic, you know, if you're opposed to communism, then, whoa, you must be a good person. That must be on the opposite, uh, polar opposite end of the uh, the uh, political pe- spectrum when in fact it's not it's just various doses of socialism and you know the, the opposition to communism is not necessarily the opposition to socialism because a lot of people are in favor of socialism but they're not in favor of full-blown communism but it's just a way to get and and hold on and when they're when they have those those slight differences they're in favor of socialism but they would be against communism Again, that's just a Hegelian dialectic deceiving the people. They don't understand that all those roads lead away from God and to tyranny. doesn't matter which road you take. One's a bumpy road in your face. The other one's a very soft, peaceful road. But they lead to the same ends. And those who think there's these subtle differences don't know. For example, you got you know different kind of socialisms out there, too. Well, I'm not the kind of socialist like Hitler. I'm not the... Um, you know, that kind of socialist. Oh, no, I'm more of a cultural socialist or a Fabian socialist or this or that. And they have all these terms to even make you stay on the same path 
but believe you're somehow different. And there are nuances, but at the end of the day, Satan knows none of those nuances matter because they lead to the same place, Chris. They really do, and they're very deceptive. And people glam onto one or the other because there's power in political parties or political movements, which in this case is uh, the neoconservative movement. There is power because they're popular and they're driven by very popular presidents like uh, George H.W. Bush and, and George W. Bush. Um, but they're very dangerous. They do lead to the same role. So that, that is Tucker Carlson in 1995. Uh, da, da, da. So he moved on eventually. Let's just read the narrative word for word here. In, in 1996, Oh, in 1966, the New York Times exposed the Congress for Cultural Freedom as a front for the CIA in laundering funds to the State Department of the United States Information Agency, the same agency that broadcasts Voice of America. And if you'll recall, Tucker Carlson's father actually worked in the 1980s for the Voice of America. So there's all these connections, Sam, and, and they're not super, super implicating as uh, proving that Tucker Carlson was a deep state agent. Well, hold on. So they're not super implicating. Let me just kind of highlight this. This is important. This is the founding father-esque principle that's vital to understand. If one or two or three of these connections happen, it's not implicating. It can be, um, you know, happenstance. But if you have a hundred of these connections relating from father to son, continuing, 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 um, for example, handing the January 6th stuff to Tucker, we know Tucker will go ahead and blow the whistle and tell the tale and make everybody stir everybody up in a frenzy. But we know Tucker won't bring out enough to connect the dots for prosecution, criminal prosecution, you see. And so when you get more and more and more of these, it's like the founding fathers, if there's a blip that takes us away from liberty, it's no big deal. But if there's a consistent, relentless drive towards that, all things fall in place for that. Same thing with connections from father to son in these same circles over and over. And you can say, well, because it's his son that he, right? Well, yes and no. If you really stand up for liberty and you don't go along and you're proven not to go along and carry the ball for their agenda, they will ax you. I don't care if you're part of the family or not. Okay, so these relentless move towards the denial of liberty, the promotion of tyranny, uh, whether it be um, governmental relentless march towards that or individuals leading towards that. One or two of these connections we could probably dismiss. You can't dismiss a train of usurpations. You can't dismiss a train of connections. At some point, it's not possible to have that many. It's not possible to be promoted or graduated or protected or uh, um, embedded in so many connections. For example, look how many places Tucker has been writing for and or, uh, you know, voice for. And then his father, you cannot put together that many connections and say, oh, this doesn't eventually add up to that because then you'll never add it up. These people are masters at deceit. These people are masters at making sure you don't connect the dots. But at the same time, hey, every single involvement of his whole career has relentlessly led to this. But he plays the conservative side, which is talk people off the extreme ledge. Which is let's let the conservative view have their say because we know people exist there. But let's make sure it never goes too far. 
and role, and Tucker has played that role perfectly. When you put that role in connections with him and his father, eventually it becomes undeniable, Chris. Yeah, in my mind, yeah, there's enough information there uh, to implicate him. And, and the fact that he never attacked the Federal Reserve System, he never attacked the IRS. I mean, not I'm, obviously he criticized them for abusive uh, tactics and things like that, but he never talked about uh, the fact that they were unconstitutional or any of the other unconstitutional organizations in the, the executive department. So, you know, the fact that he did not address the root of our problem, um, well, in, in some ways he did. You know, he talked about the uh, de de demoralization of our society, which obviously is a, is a big problem. Uh, but he... Continuing the narrative, Sam, Tucker Carlson, when he left the Weekly Standard, he wrote for the New York Times. He wrote for New York magazines. Those are decidedly liberal magazines. The Wall Street Journal, which is supposed to be conservative, but not conservative enough for me. Esquire, Slate Magazine, The New Republic, Reader's Digest, and The Daily Beast. Uh, and he would also appear on news programs like CNN, MSNBC, PBS, and Fox. Nobody, you know, except for maybe Fox, would have somebody like you on their program, Sam. They they knew that they could I trust Tucker Fox Carlson. Would. Yeah, maybe not they couldn't. You're right, and they're they're not getting any more conservative, um, you know, after having gotten rid of Tucker Carlson. And now, speaking of which, Sam, where is Tucker Carlson's access to all of the uh, uh, January 6th evidence? Oh, you know, he got let go from Fox. He doesn't have that access to that anymore, don't you know? How convenient that is, right? And see, now it's interesting. He gets let go of Fox. He winds up backing Elon Musk and Twitter. And Elon Musk has very strange connections. And they say, well, Elon's been telling the truth. He bought Twitter to save it and to tell the truth. No. Now look who they're going to put as their CEO. Yes. Another globalist. See, now Tucker's yeah. right in with Elon Musk and that globalist. On Twitter, see every place he goes has these people. Big money, yep. only tell enough of the story to create the Hegelian dialectic, keep any from anybody from going too far. That's Tucker Carlson's narrative, right? Yep. Yeah, and he never he never released those documents like we would have liked to him to. And now and now there's no opportunity to do that because he's no longer a full fledged employee. I well, hear that he's if getting anything up. If you bring anything up, all they're going to say is, you know what, Tucker already vetted all that. We're past all that. I mean, come on, we already gave it to Tucker. Tucker, you know, told everybody. You know, there's plenty of scandal there. But again, never enough to move the needle. Now Tucker also did something that, in my opinion is maybe forgivable, but it's absolutely unforgettable. Tucker Carlson yep. calls 9-11 truthers parasites. This is what Glenn Beck did. Glenn Beck called 9-11 truthers literally um, willing to work with Nazis and enemies to the country. So if you want the mm -hmm. truth on 9-11, you're an enemy to the country, according to Glenn Beck, and <laughs> you're a parasite according to Tucker. Here it is. Sites. Now, I go back to our individual policies way back when we first funded Al-Qaeda. Back, 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 well, not, yeah, back, back when they were fighting the Soviets. We, we gave them a lot of money. We, the, CIA, the CIA pretty much trained them. I mean, I mean that's, that's pretty much enough evidence for me. That 
the government brought down the Twin Towers? You know what, the government, the, the government was involved in bringing down the Twin Towers because they would not be trained, because who, who trained them? The government trained them. The CIA trained them. Special Ops trained them. All right. I've, I've had this debate so many times. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just, it, it seems to me that it, it's kind of beneath, sort of beneath, like, adult discourse even, really. And it, and it definitely discredits otherwise good ideas. I just think that the implications, if, if the government was involved, the implications are so vast that it should be looked into whether or not it has been looked into. So for family members of the victims that are asking questions and want the evidence that's been withheld by the government released, you would say that they're less than adults somehow for wanting that information? I would information? say that parasites like you make it much worse for them. That's what I would say. I'm a parasite now? It's filthy to say things like that with no evidence, and you have none. That's my point. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. He's literally saying, hey, if you dig into the 9-11 thing and believe a lot of the evidence, he claims there's no evidence. He then says you're a parasite for, you know, talking about this without evidence. And you know what? It, it, it's beneath even adult discussion to even entertain discussions of 9-11. This is where, look, they'll cover a lot of topics as long as it doesn't go too far. The second you might actually gain ground to tell the truth and let the truth come out and create prosecutions, you're done. Tucker knows it, Chris. Yeah, and one of the distinguishing characteristics, according to Joel Skousen and according to me and you, Sam, <clears throat> of a deep state operative is somebody who poo-poos the notion of conspiracy at the governmental level. They cannot let people uh, catch on to the fact that there are these conspiracies at the governmental level. And they try to make you out to be kooks, and they call us conspiranazis. You know, every stupid name that has no relevance to what we really are, which are seekers of truth. We're out of time, my fellow Americans. Hour one in the can. Hour two coming up. Boy, do we got some barn burner discussions for you. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. We declare this nation shall endure. I believe in America, even with our enemies on every side. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, share the love, donate liberally, will you please? God save the Republic of the United States of America. of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk I'm show. happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for May 20th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our two of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. 
That includes all the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. That is one of the peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips, the checks and balances. We've got to learn them and apply them vigorously if we want to restore the republic, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. All right, now, last hour, Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson discussed... Look, the FBI is out, out of control. The Justice Department is out of control. They've been weaponized all the way from the FBI and the Justice Department on the federal level all the way down to your local school board. Folks, your government has been weaponized against you. I hate to say that, but it is true. FBI agents were literally tasked at local school board meetings to write down the license plates of all those who attended with a goal of following up and spy on them. And document their actions. You don't believe me? A House subcommittee designed to look into the weaponization of the FBI documented this from a personal witness who said he was personally given those orders as an FBI agent. He's now a whistleblower. Yeah. Think about that. Right? This is just beyond imagination, right? Now you say, who was given those orders? Well, folks, this is serious. FBI whistleblower Stephen Friend is who was the whistleblower. He was an FBI agent. He was given those literal orders to spy on you. All right. Then the Durham report. Look, it was a whitewash. Yeah, it, it had some damning evidence in it, but not enough, not any names, not any real prosecutable information. That's all by design. Crossfire Hurricane was the internal name. For how Hillary literally created a dossier, the FBI carried the ball for Hillary to attack her opponent candidate and eventually the president of the United States. It is criminal. It's election fraud. And there needs to be prosecutions, but no one's going to get that done. FBI employees used high-level government intelligence and law enforcement positions to promote misinformation, crossing two election cycles. FBI now is protecting Biden from bribery charges. The CIA, the FBI, all these organizations just dismissing anything. The FBI now refusing to even comply with subpoenas. And House Republicans seem split on the topic. Why should the Republicans be so split? Because it's on both sides of the aisle, this criminal activity. They got all kinds of scandals in their own closets. The mainstream media is part of the deep state. It's their main job to give cover to these clowns. And if Tucker Carlson is such a hard-hitting talk show host, how come he always winds up in liberal circles? He's always on the conservative side of the Hegelian dialectic, but he's always tied into very liberal, controlled factions. Why? Tucker Carlson, at the end of the last hour, literally called anybody who wants to dig into 9-11 and ask questions about the government's involvement, because we don't believe the official story. Tucker Carlson calls those truth-tellers parasites. He then says that anybody who discusses 9-11 and the government might be involved in it, he claims there's zero evidence for that. The 9-11 truthers have put together a ton of evidence for that, ladies and gentlemen. And then he goes on and basically says, look, it's, it's beneath an adult conversation to even discuss because there's no evidence. And then he literally attacks the person asking questions as a parasite. What a disgrace Tucker Carlson uh, turns out to be on this. But folks, understand this is a global cabal. It's not just America. 
Now, the American government has been weaponized and turned against the American people all the way down to almost dog catcher, with very few exceptions. We used to say there's good people in all those organizations, and there are. But now that they're not standing up, now that they're so ignorant they kind of carry the ball without meaning to, they've been weaponized even without their own knowledge. Okay? All kinds of people will say, hey, you know what? Um, we're not going to go along with this or that. But see, they're, they're deep state weaponized. They're propagandized to the point where they're drinking the Kool-Aid. And they've sadly become part of the problem. Well, this isn't only all the way down to your dog catcher and all the way up to the FBI and the Justice Department at every level of our government. But this is an international cabal, as we highlighted last hour. Don't let Joe Biden put America under Bill Gates is the next headline. Who controls this horrible organization, the WHO. Okay? Don't let Joe Biden put America under the World Health Organization. That's what's happening. That is the big battle now. I've been, been getting tons of emails about this. Joel Skousen writes about it. Matthew Staver, Liberty Council, writes in detail about it. They have international WHO meetings going on right now in which Bill Gates really, in the private sector via, non via non-governmental organizations and his big money, they're literally turning over control of and sovereignty of the United States to be under these clowns, all right, in these private organizations to destroy all sovereignty via the World Health Organization. Donald tried to get us out of the World Health Organization. Uh, but, of course, Biden put us right back in. Bill Gates at the helm of it all. Chris? Yeah, so the headline reads, and this is Matt Staver, a bombshell expose has been published by Politico documenting Bill Gates's jaw-dropping influence in the highest offices of the world to do his bidding. And what they're referring to is the promotion of the, as you said, the WHO, the World Health Organization, which, as you pointed out, is a private organization. And, uh, he goes on, Matt Staver goes on to say, for four organizations, and they're all affiliated with Bill Gates, spent $8.3 million lobbying the U.S. and EU European Union governments for COVID funding, receiving unprecedented access to heads of state and making billions of dollars in return. Now, what are we talking about? There's a proposal to enhance the power and authority of the World Health Organization. And I did a little, it wasn't mentioned in the article, but I did a little extra research and and I, I, I fell upon the WHO's own personal website, who.int. And this is how they, and this is a little cryptic, so you've got to read between the lines. And this is what the WHO talks uh, about when they're talking about the WHO, when Matt Saver's talking about the uh, WHO amendment. It's kind of vague, but the, the World Health, Health Organization itself states it in these terms, Sam. Governments agreed on a way forward for updating the WHO international health regulations that were established in 2005, holding the first round of intensive discussions on more than 300 amendments proposed by countries to this globally agreed instrument. The IHR international health regulations set out agreed approaches and obligations for countries to prepare for and respond to disease outbreaks and other acute public health risks. And I'll just end it there. Um, 
so this is an enhancement, uh, you know, under the guise of benefiting the people of the world to uh, take to enhance World Health Organization power at the expense, of course, to our own personal sovereignty. And I say personal sovereignty, I would say national sovereignty, local sovereignty, and most importantly, personal sovereignty. They're seeking to uh, enhance and to increase the power of world government over us. But this implies, Sam, and it doesn't really talk about this in the article that you sent me, it implies that there will be another pandemic and that the whole the World Health Organization will play a much greater role in taking away our sovereignty, taking away our national, our local, and our personal sovereignty in in the process. And Bill Gates, as you pointed out, has four organizations, and they mention those four organizations here, and I'll just read them out right now. Uh, so they've got the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which was established in 1994. You've got Gavi, and G-A-V-I, that's how you spell it, and I think it's like the Gates Initiative on Vaccine, or Gates... Uh, something on vaccine initiative they call it the vaccine alliance okay that's number two number three is cepi c-e-p-i coalition for epidemic preparedness innovations and the last one that's been around since the 1930s is the welcome trust anyway we won't go into the details about these four organizations that are multi-billion dollar organizations that influence governments and world bodies like the World Health Organization. And by the way, Bill Gates is the biggest funder of the World Health Organization in the world. And I believe the second biggest funder are the American taxpayers. But it is clearly an organization that seeks to take away the sovereignty of the nations that are members of it. And we, by the way, are members of WHO and our presidents, including, including Donald Trump, genuflected to their power and let them assert the authority that they asserted. But it's going to be worse, this next pandemic. And Bill Gates, by the way, and I don't know if you heard this, Sam, he mentioned that this next pandemic is going to involve children more than the uh, COVID-19 pandemic that we just went through involved, which suggests to me yeah, that and they the reason know that, a lot And more. the reason go that ahead. is is because then they can go further with their tyrannical agenda, and the American people won't push back. After all, it's for the children. And when people's children are at stake, they're willing to do just about anything. All right. Hey, can you um, go ahead and halt that break real quick, Lizzie? Let's go ahead and skip that break, ladies and gentlemen. This is an interesting message uh, that I want to highlight for you. Live read, if you will. My name is Christian Knuckles. Donald Trump is God's man. Evidence. He is being persecuted for righteousness' sake, Matthew 5.10. DeSantis is God's man, fighting the beast at Disney. Walt Disney was God's man. Look how the beast sworn to buy Disney upon Walt's death. They've turned Walt Disney into the uh, whore of Babylon. They've turned the new Jerusalem into mystery Babylon, Revelations 12. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. Uh, look, folks, I, you know, everybody feels differently on things. I don't personally believe that Trump's perfect, but Trump did try to get us out of the World Health Organization. This World Health Organization cabal is the agenda of Bill Gates and Joe Biden together. They are passing the sovereignty of America to international bodies via Joe Biden. 
sidestepping Congress and giving the control to leaders, billionaires like Bill Gates. Matt Staver's headline says this, one billionaire to rule us all. Think about that. This is scary, Chris, but uh, Bill Gates is hard at it, Chris. Yeah, Bill Gates, you know, money talks. In fact, I would go so far as to say that money screams in your ear, especially when you're on the receiving end of that equation. And, uh, you know, people do some funny things for money that they would not ordinarily do. Um, those three groups, as, as uh, the article points out, have spent $8.3 million, and that's million with an M. But guess what they got in return, Sam? Um, they got $23 billion, which is a 2,771% return on investment of government funds in, in return. Uh, we're talking about those four organizations that we previously mentioned, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Gavi, Welcome Trust, and CEPI, Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations. These organizations, they may be charitable organizations, but their CEOs and CFOs and all the other executive officers, they get really rich in the process. And most of the money is from taxpayers, like from the United States and other member countries of the World Health Organization. You know, it's, it's nice work if you can get it, as they say, Sam. But uh, people, people are not. All right. Are you there, Chris? All right. We'll try to get Chris back. In the meantime, I'll carry the ball, ladies and gentlemen. One billionaire to us all is the uh, headline from Matt Staver. Liberty Council, libertyaction.org. And they emailed us um, and they talk about this same billionaire is using his deep pockets to establish the World Health Organization, the WHO, and they'll give him authority, global authority, to do his bidding. The only thing that stands in Joe's way and Bill's way, ladies and gentlemen, is our ability to wake up our sleeping members of Congress and demand they stop Joe Biden from signing America onto Bill Gates World Health Organization amendments. All right. They've got a massive profitable scheme to put the who in control of every country. We must alert Congress now. American sovereignty is not for sale. Tell Congress to stop Joe Biden's attempt to give our freedom to a billionaire's pet project, The Who. That's Bill Gates. The problem is I don't see how we can stop it, folks, because we've just told you Congress is all compromised in this. I pray they'll stop it, but I don't have a lot of confidence that they'll stop it. Chris? No, Congress is in a state of denial. They think that by talking conservatively, Sam, they're going to resolve the problem. But the problem is, and as Jill Skousen often points out, most members of Congress are just as compromised on the Republican side as they are on the Democratic side. So they can talk all day long, conservative principles, but they cannot do anything about it. And even if the, the ones that were not compromised, which are a minority, 
were to try to do something about it, they are still a minority. I mean, the Republican majority in Congress right now, in the House at least, is only a slim majority. And they need everybody on board, people like um, Lindsey Graham. Well, that I guess that's in the Senate. But, you know, there are, there are weak-kneed compromisers uh, within that Republican majority anyway. So, yeah, con don't look to Congress to solve our problems. Uh, it's going to have, have to be done on a grassroots level, Sam. Unfortunately, the, Washington, the solutions to our problems will not be found in Washington, D.C. So... Uh, oh, by the way, so Bill Gates was able to make a, a, a 10 times profit on his investment in biointech stocks in, uh, nine, in 2019. Just before the official COVID breakout, the Gates Foundation bought $55 million of biointech stock. Wow, these guys are very good investors. How did they know that that um, COVID breakout was going to occur just after they invested $55 million in BioNTech stock. Boy, they're good, man. I'd like to have him as my portfolio manager. And then they dumped them in late 2021 when people began to realize that the shots were dangerous, Sam. Gates reportedly reaped a 10 times profit of more than $550 million uh, on the sale, thanks to the shots mandates and his organization, where you know, we and we said they spent 8.3 million in the lobbying effort. That sounds almost as good as when Hillary Clinton invested in cattle futures and made a 100 times profit on her investment. Boy, these guys are just so lucky. They must be living close to the Lord, Sam. That's all I can determine based on the evidence. Yeah, Not. but remember, the opposite side is true. Their Lord happens to be Satan, sir, and that's how they get plenty of money to buy up everything under the sun and use it for evil purposes. And that's how you know by their fruits shall you know them. Look, yeah. Bill Gates is using vaccinations uh, as a way to promote a global agenda of eugenics, a global agenda of literally changing your DNA, uh, a global agenda of turning us into dumbed-down puppets to go along with the, quote, global tyranny. Uh, and he's doing it by, you know, siphoning off money everywhere. And the only thing that stands in his way, ladies and gentlemen, is our ability to wake people up and tell the tale. All right. Don't let Joe Biden put America under Bill Gates, who controls the scheme. OK, he's the one that has the purse strings and he's the one who is at the helm of who the World Health Organization. Right. I mean, this you is a big deal. Yeah, and then uh, his officials uh, visited uh, Joe Biden's office several times. The, the article goes on to say, Joe Biden, who, whose office was visited so often by Gates' representatives, is preparing to sign the WHO amendments. That's the agreement that's going to enhance the power of the World Health Organization. And without the constitutionally required Senate approval, if he does, we will all be stuck under Bill Gates' WHO rule because those amendments will have become binding international law. And people that don't know the Constitution claim that uh, international agreements are actually superior because of the Supremacy Clause, which has been in, misinterpreted from the Constitution, Sam. It does need uh, approval from the Senate, and 
international agreements do, do not supersede the Constitution. That is a gross misinterpretation of the provisions of the Constitution, Sam. We need to be careful that they don't pull that wool over our eyes. Now, it's important to understand the reason this is an emergency broadcast on this, ladies and gentlemen, is I don't know if you know, but the WHO meeting is Sunday. The World Health Organization meeting begins on Sunday. And if they're allowed to put the United States under the control of the WHO, look, the WHO will basically, by international law, control everything related to your health. Now, think about that when the next pandemic comes, ladies and gentlemen. You won't just have, um, you know, Donald Trump leading the way and then leaving it up to the state governors to create edicts. You will have global government creating edicts, which we will be forced to obey. Now, Congress, if you talk to them about this, will say this. They'll be like, you know what, Sam, unless it's a treaty, that it, it can't rival the Constitution. It can't breach our sovereignty. And oh, oh, how wrong you are. Matt Staver and many other players in this space who are lawyers and attorneys uh, who understand this, say, look, international law can and will be used against us. And if you believe that we have to have Congress to sign on to it, you're wrong. Because all they'll say is it's not a treaty. It doesn't rise to the level of a treaty. It's an agreement. But this agreement holds the rule of law. Even though it shouldn't, and legally and morally and everything else, they're not following the right path. Well, look at your constitutional currency. It's gone. Your fiat money's in place, not because they're obeying the law, but because they've circumvented the law. I can go on with example after example. Look at the IRS. You know what? It was never properly ratified. The 16th Amendment was never properly ratified. People have researched it and documented this, but yet they've done it anyway. The Federal Reserve, look, it's illegal, it's unconstitutional, but they've done it anyway. So trust you me when this who stuff, you'll wonder who done it, and it will not be pretty. And I'm telling you right now, it's happening this Sunday. And Matt Staver and others are saying this, ladies and gentlemen, you have got to stop Bill Gates. All right. Bill Gates gave a staggering in 2021, gave a staggering one point four billion dollars. You heard me. Billion dollars to the World Health Organization more than any other individual and or country in the world, including the United States and Germany, that kind of money buys a lot of powerful influence, ladies and gentlemen. Understand, he will force his corrupt will on the entire world. In one year, for example, he spent $8.3 million lobbying to receive billions from America and other nations and then he'll use that money to enforce his will on us. Here's what he said about making money on vaccines. You know, we see a, a phenomenal track record. It's been a hundred billion overall that the world's put in. Our foundation uh, is a bit more than 10 billion, uh, but we feel there's been over a 20 to one return. So if you just look at the economic benefits, uh, that's a pretty strong number compared to anything else. Yep. Wow. Bill Gates touting that he's made 20 to $1 on the money he's put in. And he's mentioned that governments have put money in as well. And they're using this now as a war chest to weaponize government at every level, from your local school board, through the FBI, Justice Department, and Joe Biden administration, all the way up to the global international cabal 
leading with the World Health Organization that starts their meeting on Sunday to breach more of our sovereignty. Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. No news is not necessarily good news in Washington. President Biden and Republicans remain far apart on the debt ceiling as the June 1st deadline looms. Lawmakers briefly resumed talks after they were put on pause earlier Friday, but White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre notes this was never going to be easy. There continues to be real difference, differences between the parties on these issues. We've been clear about what the president's priorities are and his belief that we should come together to continue the economic progress. Jean-Pierre said Biden's team is working toward a reasonable bipartisan solution. Jerry Barmash reporting House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he wants a compromise to rein in spending and put more people back to work. I think we could probably find a pretty good agreement to be able to move forward. But the... But the White House will not budge. Congress needs to raise the debt limit by June 1st to avoid a default. Nebraska lawmakers have passed a 12-week abortion ban and restricted gender-affirming health care for those under the age of 19. The measure would make it illegal for medical providers to perform an abortion after 12 weeks, except in rare circumstances, and also bans medical treatments such as hormone treatments and puberty blockers. Minnesota's governor has signed a historic gun safety bill into law. The measure signed in Minnesota Friday establishes universal background checks for private gun sales and restricts when police can use no-knock warrants. It also puts so-called red flag laws into place so a judge can temporarily remove guns from someone who appears to be a threat to themselves or others. Before signing the bill, Wall says he won't let people he terms extremists make this about the Second Amendment. Rather, he said this is about the safety of our children in our community, and he added Minnesotans had been waiting too long for such action. I'm Karen Sloan. This is USA News. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code Code USA or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com. Promo code USA. Live and on your radio, Chris Carlson with me, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about Bill Gates. And he literally touts how he made a 20 to 1 return on his investment. So, uh, along with the big governments globally, on vaccinations, folks, not a bad return, he says. Well, boy, howdy. This is the problem, folks. We are funding our own demise as they weaponize government at every level. 
internationally as well against us. They're meeting for the WHO, World Health Organization meeting, starting this Sunday to breach our sovereignty, Chris. Yeah, yeah, we need to let our Congress people know that this is not a good thing and to push back as much as they can. Uh, and this is, the, I mean, they do these things on Sunday, Sam. Why do they desecrate the Sabbath day? I mean, it's like they're rubbing our noses in it, right? I mean, and of course, most people aren't paying attention to current events on Sunday. That's the day of rest. It's, it's the day to, you know, break away from the world and just renew your covenants with your maker and and take a rest from the day-to-day machinations of our current screwed up world. But, you know, they, they choose to to desecrate the Sabbath day by screwing it up even more while we're not looking. And that's very sad. Anyway, speaking of Bill Gates, so Bill Gates, Sam, is estimated to be worth about $116 billion. Whether or not that's an accurate number, I don't know, but it's a lot of money. That's that's a B, not an M. That's $116 billion, but he's he's only the fourth richest man in the world. The first richest man is actually a man by the name of Bernard Arnault, who is reportedly worth $234 $234 billion. That's like two and a half almost. Well, that's about, no, that's that's about two twice as much as Gates. Sorry, my bath is off. So I've never heard of the him, Bernard Arnault. And then there's Jeff Bezos, who is the second richest man in the world worth 130, no, the third, excuse me, $134 billion. And then Elon Musk is $175 billion. And then there's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Sam, which is reportedly worth somewhere between 100 and $150 billion. Now, let me tell you, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in full disclosure, Sam and I are both members of that church, uh, represent 17 million members around the world. Uh, most of them now in South America. They used to be North America constituted mo- the the majority of the membership of the church, but it's become a global church. So last Sunday, 60 Minutes did a piece on th- the worth. Uh, he, they, they interviewed a whistleblower by the name of David Nielsen. And David Nielsen worked for uh, a subsidiary of the church called Enzyme Peak uh, what is it called? Enzyme Peak Advisors. And uh, the reason why David Nielsen is a whistleblower is because he left a lucrative job on Wall Street investing, I don't know if it was his own money or somebody else, probably somebody else's. And he is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And um, he decided to accept a much lower salary working for Ensign Peak advisors. And what he found disturbed him, Sam. He discovered previously undisclosed information that the church was in fact worth, and he says over a billion, a hundred billion, excuse me, dollars. Why did that bother him? Well, the church reportedly only spends a little over one billion dollars in charitable causes. Like, for for example, when Hurricane Katrina struck uh, down in New Orleans, they provided literally millions of dollars worth of food, uh, materials for rebuilding, you know, water, et cetera, et cetera. 
which is a wonderful thing. But except instead of looking at the glasses being half full as far as the church's uh, contribution to world charity, Sam, this individual, David Nielsen, said, why are not they not using more money for charitable causes? So they, they uh, brought a bishop from the church who is a, a member and is not just a local bishop. They're, anyway, I don't want to get into the hierarchy of the church. But, um, t you know, to the church's credit, he went on this 60-minute segment that was aired last Sunday, and he defended the church's position in some of the investments that they had made. Oh, by the way, let's mention a couple of other investments that uh, David Nielsen looked upon as being suspicious and maybe in violation of SEC code. Uh, the church, for example, spent $1.6 billion on a mall. And I've been to that mall. I don't know if you've been to the um, City Creek Mall. It's right across the street from the headquarters of the church. It's a very, very nice mall. It's got a creek running through it. They've got trout swimming in the creek. Uh, very well done and very, very luxurious. Okay, so David Nielsen, this whistleblower who worked for the church, and who is no longer working for the church, said, why would they violate SEC regulations and invest this, this charitable organization under a 501c3 status, Sam? Why would they invest money in a mall? That to him seemed like uh, an unauthorized expenditure on the part of a 501c3 charitable organization. And the church also uh, bailed out Beneficial Life, which was their life insurance company that they owned themselves to the tune of, I think it was $40 million. But I could be wrong on that figure. So this whistleblower looked at some of the investments that this 501c3 charitable organization, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, had made and criticized the church. And his biggest criticism, Sam, was they could do a lot of good with over $100 billion. And... I, I don't. They didn't clarify whether that $100 billion represented all of their temples, which are multi-multi-million dollar structures, which the membership of the church benefits from because they attend those temples, whether they, that included meeting houses and other uh, brick-and-mortar structures and real estate investments. And, oh, by the way, the church uh, provides for its poor by providing food and clothing and shelter through its... Uh, membership charitable programs which literally feed and clothe uh the hungry and the naked anyway i don't want to go too too deep into what the church uses its money for but this individual when the, when whistleblower david nielsen criticized the church for making these investments now waddell they also in, interviewed him in the segment sam and uh i'll just give you some of the things that he says he said that the church is saving for continuing operations and for the future. And he's really very much guarded in his, what he responded to in the interview or how he responded to the questions in the interview. When the interviewer asked him um, if, in fact, the church was worth $100 billion or $150 billion, uh, he was very discreet in his answer. He didn't want to let them know because that... It's a private organization, after all, and nobody should know except, I guess, the IRS, which, you know, I don't think they should know either, of course. Um, he said that the 2008 to 2009 bailout of the beneficial life, uh, one, one of the church's property, it's a life insurance uh, facility, 
that they own and operate was legal because the church owned it. When the interviewer asked Bishop Waddell if the estimate, okay, now we talked about that. He didn't talk, uh, divulge how much the church was really worth. So, and then they talked to uh, Phil Hackney, who was chief counsel of the RRS, who says that he would like to see at least two to 3% of the church's assets being spent on charitable causes. And my response, Sam, and I think you would agree with me, is it's none of your day gum business what a charitable organization spends its money on. I don't, so this, there's a lot of angles we could go off on uh, to respond to this interview that happened last yeah, Sunday. I, I want to take the other side of the story. What I find interesting is these claims are made as if it's a massive discovery uh, about the church. And there's other church claims that are made too. And I'm going to say this. From the outside looking in, it looks like there's scandals everywhere. And you know what? There may be. I don't know. How would I know? Right. How would I know? Um, and they may not be putting their money where, uh, you know, some people think they should. But look, either you accept the leadership of the church and believe they're guided by God and you put your money into it or you don't. OK, there's no two ways about it. Either the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the Lord's church on the earth led by Jesus Christ himself, which is what members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints believe and what the leadership claims. Either you believe that's true or not. And if you believe it's true, then you've got to accept that, you know what, they'll do what they want with the money. And uh, either it's authorized by God or they will be penalized by God. In other words, the judgment's up to the Almighty. Or you don't believe that and you don't fund it, that's all. But what I find interesting about this is we're gonna criticize with very, very limited information and knowledge. And then, by the way, there's a big cash cow if he delivers the goods for the government. That alone makes me say, hold on a second. Who's on the side of truth here? Yeah. Yep. Okay, quick pause. We'll talk about it more in seconds. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, so in full disclosure, Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson talking about this Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints supposed scandal. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints receives $7 billion in donations from its 17 million members, and the church has well over $100 billion 
Uh, I submit they have probably trillions. But nevertheless, that's just my opinion. I don't have facts or evidence. Nobody does. And that's the problem with this debate when I say nobody does. The leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, somebody does, but not us. And if you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you either believe that they're servants of God, and this is God's church led by him, or you don't. And if you do, you got to say, well, they're either acting in accordance with God's uh, will, or they're going to eventually be punished for that someday. But the judgment's not up to me, it's up to God. Now, this, quote, whistleblower, guy that's speaking out about this, has very limited information. Uh, but he claims that, you know, hey, they're not using the money rightfully. Well, he can have that opinion all day long. Either he can donate or not. Uh, but he's not bringing up a scandal to me that I'm interested in. And the reason that I'm not is because I believe that the church is led by God. Now, if there are actions by individuals that are dishonest or wrong or immoral or not doing it appropriately, let God take care of that. So you've either got to ride for the brand or not is the point. And if you don't want to ride for the brand, if you don't believe they're legitimate, if you believe it's a scandal, then don't invest in them and don't belong to the church. That's all. But this guy's in my mind in a very strange position where is he a Mormon or not? Uh, does he believe um, that he could do better with the money than they could? Uh, you know, what? where does this lead? All it does is undermine confidence in the church. I don't see it for any good reason, Chris. Yeah, so he stands to with... You know, if the SEC were to find the church for SEC violations, which the SEC, by the way, is unconstitutional. There's no provision in the Constitution anywhere to allow the executive part department to have um, a regulating body called the SEC, where they, they monitor the activities of, of people like the Church of e, uh, or organizations, I should say, of the, like the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They should be... Uh, researching what bill gates is doing with his money or elon musk or jeff bezos i mean you want to talk about the nefarious use of or your fbi or justice department or we could or keep going right we could keep going but you've got an organization sam and locally for example we have a beat packing plant that is owned by the church and i've volunteered there what we do is we pack meat and we provide that and you can't you cannot buy this meat in the stores it's a non-profit uh facility that packs this meat and it's given i say given freely to people in the church and sometimes even outside of the church who are in a time of need in their lives so the church is all about self-sustaining they they have and let me just go on to say that they have other plants like they have a canning plant where they can fruit uh here in another city down in san diego where i served my mission they were canning tuna they have a facility that cans tuna and they just distribute this food literally all over the country to provide sustenance for its members so that the members of the church can be self-sustaining so they don't have to depend on the government now instead of this 60 minutes 20 minute segment talking about how wonderful it is that this church provides food clothing shelter and other necessities for its members, it is obsessed with the fact that it's got $10 billion and it's not doing more to feed the poor. Well, let me tell you something. You could blow through, that seems like a lot of money, but the Church of Jesus Christ, if it tried to address all of the world's needs for hunger and for clothing and for shelter, Sam, they could blow through $100 billion in a year, maybe less. And guess what? Now the church doesn't have any more money and those people that are poor and hungry and unsheltered, they're going to still be poor and hungry and unsheltered at the end of that $100 billion. 
the church, so let me tell you one of the other aspects that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints provides for its members and to a degree other people within their sphere of influence. They teach self-reliance. They teach people to be hardworking, self-sustaining, frugal, to grow gardens, to store food uh, for a time of need, all these things so that they don't have to depend on the government or any other resource except the church, um, which is financially stable, unlike our government, Sam, and will probably be around a lot longer than our government because they base their activities not on you know, Keynesian economic theory, which says you just print and print and print money until the mechanism collapses under its own weight. The Church of Jesus well, Christ is self-sustaining because it's based on hard work, frugality, and the principles of God. Go ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. Well, think, think about this for a second. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints takes 10% of their, um, 10% of the members' money as tithing, not by force, but voluntarily. Okay, I voluntarily tithe 10% of my money. So I give between ten dollars and $15,000 to the church every single year. You say, wow, Sam, that's a lot. How do you give so much? Do you make that much money? Hundred grand, hundred fifty grand? Well, me and my wife both work, first of all. We have eight children, seven grandchildren and growing. So yeah, it's expensive and we both work. And together, do we make more than 100000 Yes. Do we make more than two hundred grand? No. Uh, but in addition to that money is... Um, what they call fast offerings or money to feed the poor. So it's not just 10% of what I earn exactly. It's, it's a little bit more. Nevertheless, I bring all this up to say the money goes voluntarily. If you don't want to volunteer, don't. If you do, do. But this scandal is bogus. The only debate left in the scandal is should you spend the money the way this whistleblower thinks you should? And if you don't, it's a scandal. And if you do, then he gets his way. Wow. Think about that kind of a, wow, you can never win, right? When did you quit beating your wife discussion? But yeah. the fact of the matter is, how do we determine if we need the money for a rainy day or for the future versus if we need the money now for whatever he perceived as the is the the magnitude of the problem? There's homeless everywhere. There's need everywhere. But will that need become 50 fold in the future? I don't know how to know. But if you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you believe that the leadership, 12 apostles and the first presidency, so 15 men are prophets, seers and revelators. And if you believe that then, and they say they're saving the money for the future, who are we to question what the need will be in the future versus the need now? There'll always be a need that we can never fulfill. Not because the church won't do it, but because there's not enough righteous people that are using funds for good. There's wicked people using funds for ill. We contrasted this with Bill Gates to make our point, right? Hey, yep. why aren't we you know, talking about Bill Gates? But at the end of the day, I will have to believe the church if they say we're saving it for the future because we believe we'll need it more then than we do now. We're doing the very best we can now, and we'll continue to ramp up our efforts as the need becomes greater. I would say more power to them, and I willingly give my money to that cause. Is there a scandal in that? I submit to you, no, there's not. When 17 million members give 10% plus of their income, hey, you're going to have a war chest that's pretty big. I mentioned that with just a dollar a day from a, a hundred thousand Americans could literally give us a hundred thousand dollars a day in the media. But see, I can't give anybody to give me a dollar willingly. Therefore, we don't have any money. Uh, but see, the church is asking people to willingly donate to what they call the church of God. Well, if you don't believe them, then don't. If you do believe them, then do. But I don't see a scandal here, Chris. I really don't. Oh, I, you know, the scandal is the fact that 
the 60 Minutes, who we know is part of the establishment, they've been around almost as long as we've been around. I think they were established in 1967 or 1968. I remember watching it growing up as a kid, Sam. You know, they're, they're very much a part of the establishment. A lot of people watch it, and a lot of people will get the, the impression that the church is trying to hide something. And I, I, in the interest of full disclosure, there's one aspect of the church's activities that I want to reveal that David Nielsen exposed. He said that, you know, as a one of the advisors and Ensign Peak advisors, he was called into an emergency meeting where the church said, we need to hide our assets. We need to create shell uh, organizations to hide our assets. And we need to, to put some of our assets under individual members of the church. And he acted like that was a big controversial thing. And it does sound that way. But here's the thing. The church is doing this not because they want to be wicked like a Bill Gates or a Jeff Bezos, or I would even include Elon Musk and, you know, uh, use extortion and threats and political manipulations to get money involuntarily, I might add, from taxpayers because our government literally gives money to these organizations that Bill Gates founded, the, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Gavi, the Wellcome Trust. These are all funded not by voluntary donations, but by extortion and by fraud and by political manipulations. And now we have this church who is just trying to save this money for the benefit of its humble members. Most of us are, you know, of modest means so that we can prepare for the future. And that's the scandal, Sam. I don't think so. Well, I think the, the government grows outside of the United States more so than even in the church is larger outside the United States than it is in the United States now. And the need mm -hmm. is even greater outside of the United States by far. Now think about in the future if we have to take care of 8 billion people. Who's going to do it? We'll never be able to do it all, no matter how much money we have. Oh, you blow, So all you we're really that? seeing here is this criticism saying, wow, you're saving it for the future. How dare you? My opinion is you should do different. 60 Minutes picks up on this opinion, pretending it's a scandal, takes it till the cows come home. This isn't a new story. This has been going on for several years now. The new piece yeah. is that 60 Minutes just focused on it, giving it a lot more wings than it had before. And that's why we refute their allegations. You know what? You don't have any evidence. You don't even know what you're talking about. Nevertheless, uh, you know what? If the church believes they need to save money for the future because the need will be so that much greater, you can say you don't believe them all you want to. But I say I believe them. Either way, I don't see that it's a scandal. Shame on 60 Minutes and shame on this uh, supposed whistleblower, in my opinion. Uh, look, you put that in contrast with all the other whistleblowing we've been talking about, the FBI, Bill Gates, and a whole lot more, and you go, wow, this pales in comparison. But again, the enemies of God, family, and country are all around us. The good news is, ladies and gentlemen, we win uh, in the end. That really is the takeaway. Final story before the end of the hour. I've got to get to this. I want to highlight this. Headline, they shot people in the face. What are we talking about? Watch moment when the cops start firing January 6th protesters. Bottom line is, it was a very peaceful event. There was a couple of provocateurs causing problems, but January 6th was very peaceful. And then the government ratcheted up by shooting Americans in the face with incendiary devices and rubber balls and a whole lot more. And the second the government went after the people like that, you see it ratchet up in terms of what occurred. The government's responsible for it all. An attorney is now documenting this in court. The 
problem is we'll never have any accountability, Chris, just like we want with the FBI or the Justice Department, just like we want for any of these other things. Now the truth comes out. January 6th was the government primary provocateur, and they're blaming it on the patriots. Patriots are going to jail. The government runs free. You know what, folks? The fox is in charge of the hen house. You know what, folks? (laughs) Uh, These people have become above the law. And all we can do is attack the Mormon church. What a disgraceful reality check. The good news is we win in the end, Chris. The good news, God is still in charge. Never forget that, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. And the, the universe is out of balance. Now, what I mean by that is there are injustices that have not been rec- rectified. In many cases, they have not been recognized by p- people in positions of power and authority. But eventually... The law of the harvest will have to be implemented, which is if you reap iniquity, you sow the whirlwind. Now, that whirlwind may not be coming in full force right now, but eventually, because God is a perfectly just God, that whirlwind will come and the wicked will be punished and the righteous will be justified, Sam. And we need to warn our neighbors of that. We say this over and over in these broadcasts. It is our obligation as uh, people on the watchtower. We need to warn our neighbor of a judgment that is about to descend upon this people. Because we're All right. Much... That's Go a ahead. wrap. Go ahead and take, take us home, Chris. Yes, sir. Without God, we cannot win, Sam. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's. But we need to be engaged in that fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving patriots everywhere. Continuing our duty, sir. And you're not continuing your duty, though, because Chris Carlson, this is his last broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. He's not going to be on the air with me anymore. There's nothing between me and Chris that's the problem. Uh, It's that he's got some other obligations in his personal life that he's got to do. So we bid you farewell, my friend, and we stand beside you in the sacred cause of liberty. Thank you, everyone, for listening. LibertyRoundTable.com. Donate liberally. LovingLiberty.net. God save the republic.